Hello and welcome to the Football Reavers Dead podcast. With me this evening, we have Mr. Nathan Burke and Mr. Rob Bowen. Mr. Cleo Sims is unavailable as he's had his first jab and is not feeling very well. So he is excused. How are we, gents? You doing well? Very good. Thank you, Bats. How are you? Radiant. I'm doing better than Cleo Sims is because he explained he is not in a great place. So he explained it to me that. Do you remember how I was after the Arbor all day a couple of years ago? I do, yeah. He said that times five. So but to be fair, <laughs> when you were feeling like that, you had a very annoying me in your face. That's true. So, which one would yeah. you choose now? Oh, don't know. That's <laughs> all I can. Yeah. Um, right. The boys don't actually know what we're talking about for the first eight minutes, so this should be fun. Um, to start off, I wanted to get a reaction. Burke will love this. To the news that former Liverpool midfielder Xavi Alonso is in the run-in to be the new head coach of Bundesliga side Borussia Mönchengladbach. If you knew about that, how did you feel when you heard it? If you heard it just now, how do you react? No, I uh, did read uh, Guilhem Balaguer's uh, article on it last night, nice. I think it was. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Part of me thinks it's nice because he's obviously played in Germany. He does know the Bundesliga but he's also doing well at Sausage B team. There's rumours of him taking over the first team at the end of the season. Um, I, For me, I'd like to see him stay there and do it at Sausage That should be his first club. I thought the romantic in me feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for inside knowledge, Burke has done many season as Xavi Alonso on FIFA. <laughs> yeah. uh, I imagine FM. So and I've never so. even thought about going much like that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wasn't a club in your radar. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know he was potentially going to take over Sociedad. That would make more sense. And yeah, I, I tend to agree. To be honest, I think it's just quite nice in general. I, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but Xavi Alonso, wow. Yeah. Amazing player, amazing guy. Handsome looking bloke. He just looks like he could be a manager. So wherever he ends up would be lovely. Rob? Well, well it's breaking news to me, but... Yeah. I, I, I'm still of the opinion of, you know, with the Frank Lampard experiment, don't kill yourself too soon with big clubs. So uh, I, f- I feel like you need, I, I, I feel like you need a few seasons of these few different clubs to get up to that level because it's obviously a huge step up from uh, that B team, inherit the, the main team role, see where you go, win La Liga, then get whatever job you want. That's how it goes. For me, I uh, looking at it from a Liverpool fan point of view, I ju- I'm just nervous for him. And I felt the same when Gerard went to Rangers. Like I was like, Stevie, nah, just stay in the 18s. You can't mess up there. Or if you do, it'll be brushed under the carpet. No one will know. <laughs> and then you can get a Liverpool job. And I feel the same, Shabby. Like, don't go to the limelight because yeah. you could get rinsed. Just mm-hmm. You're doing well. Just grab small steps. And mm-hmm. I know at some point... You've got to take that big step and fair play, Steve Gerrard smashed it with his. And yeah. I don't think anyone can have a go at the job he's done there. So hopefully, Shabby uh, Lonzo does the same. And if he doesn't, then I'm sure Steve G will be looking for an assistant at Anfield in a few years. Oh, so. that'd be nice. That yeah. would be nice. Dirk has come out and said he wants to be Steven's assistant if he takes over Liverpool. So that'd be nice. Get the boys back yeah. together. Cara, yeah, yeah. yeah. The new Phil Thompson. Oh, I'd love it. Ideal. Just that 2008 Liverpool squad <laughs> just managing the current boys. Oh, Any room for Charlie Adam or 
Anyone no. like that? No. no. Stuart Downing, Jay no. Spearing. That's why we cut off. Like, as soon as Hodgson <laughs> comes in, none of those players make the cut. The Benitez era, then plays only. Fair. I, it, I think it just shows what Stephen Gerrard's effects has, has had, because I don't think... Well, maybe he would have, I don't know. But the Stephen Gerrard winning the league has just shown if you give a young manager a chance, back him, you know, maybe, you know they got a chance to do him well. Maybe Zidane broke that, because obviously he did amazing, yeah. amazing things. But, yeah, for English I think, managers especially. Yeah. I think it's good for... Mm. I think uh, you'll see those managers who have... Oh, those players, sorry, that have just retired the last couple of years. Yeah, next five years, they'll all break through. Uh, yeah. Be excited, no? Excited um, to see where he goes. We've had a decade or so of kind of top players finishing and none of them became managers. True. Like, yeah. um, so now it's good to see that that crop of players, kind of the 2010 era of the best footballers. Yeah. Um, you've got Thierry Henry now. Uh, obviously, mm. he had a couple of mixed goals, but... Henri Lampard, uh, Gerard, John yeah. Terry, I'm sure will get a management job in a couple of years. Those, that crop uh, of the top Premier League players from that era, mm. having a go, and it's good to see. It's refreshing as well, because let's be honest, you don't want to keep seeing Steve Bruce have a job. Oh, you know, no, no, no offence to Steve Bruce, but you know, I want no. to see younger ex-players yeah. that I've actually watched playing to have a go at management, because it's new and exciting, so... Yeah, because we've had the same faces for about 20 years or so, it feels yeah. like. Uh, B- Big Sam can stay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Sam. yeah. <laughs> There's always just room. Make, just make that clear. The godfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I may have asked this question on the pod before, but Frank Lampard, where does he go next? I think you have. Um, and we're still... Celtic we, would be really nice. Just, I, I, oh, just as it'd a, be honking. Uh, just him against Gerard, you could just see it, the build-up would be, yeah. Another dynamic to that conversation. Well, I don't, yeah, Roy Keane is being rumoured, isn't he? But... Yeah. Chris Wilder's favourite, I think that's wild. See? Yeah. Oh, he was a couple days ago. I saw him uh, going to West Brom, which seems about right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, Lampard, yeah, I don't know. For me, Lampard, I think he would struggle to get a Prem job. I think he's going oh, yeah, back yeah. to a championship yeah. club who could be a project. Like when he went to Derby, it was meant to be mm-hmm. have a few years here. And it's just because the way the Chelsea job came up, I think he left. Um, but no, I think a similar club, long term project in the championship has got to be. Because, yeah. like, no relegation team is going to take punt on him because you need the expertise. So you're going next level up and you've got Palace maybe looking for a manager. But I think there's better candidates for Palace to go after than Lampard. So if you can't really get a Palace job, what jobs are you getting at that level? I, I don't think he gets near a Prem job. I'd no. be, you'd be stupid to go for him. Yeah, no offence to him, Mike, but yeah, no chance. I, I'm thinking about teams that, because I read in the Athletic, the um, Ipswich have just been taken over. I know Ipswich, yeah. big club, and then, you know, Bob Robson, all that, European, uh, they played in Europe. You know, they've just been taken over. Go down to League One. Big club, maybe take them over. Yeah, you know, Sunderland's down there, Portsmouth. There's some big clubs in in League One. Um, so yeah, I don't know if his ego would accept that though. That's the only problem, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't see Benny managers going from Chelsea to League One. But no, but he shouldn't have got the Chelsea job in the first place. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah, Championship somewhere in the Championship, he probably end up. Not Forest, Colin now. 
Instead of Chris Hutton, are you mad? Chris Hutton's good. Yes. Actor. I do like Chris Hutton. But he's not yeah. done great since going back, is he? Uh, he, kind of what we just spoke about. He's he's been around so long now. He's just getting the same job over and over. Yeah. Uh, what about Lampard as a number two? Be like what JT's doing. Um, yeah, that, I. I think that, I think that could be a good, good move. Yeah. I mean, Zola did that, didn't he? He was Savvy's assistant, and he's had a few management management jobs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't think it's out of the question. But who would he go to? Like, who would Darren? Yeah. Because it's another ego thing. Lampard's not going to sit next to. Stephen Gerrard be his number two. No, no, I, mm. no, I wouldn't say that one. But an experienced manager. Um, I can't think of the top of my head. But oh, good at Everton and Ancelotti. Do a uh, do a do a season there. Yeah, Duncan's there, don't he? He's his number two. Oh, it's like it's wild if Duncan ever gets a permanent job in the Prem. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not Harry saying I'm not saying he would. But Harry Redknapp, give him a job. <laughs> oh. <number> two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeping the well, family. We'll see. We'll see where he ends up. Um, right. So, the next thing I want to talk about. So, this time of year, so what, there are nine games left of the season? Not many. So, a lot of transfer rumours floating around for next season and beyond. Um, so, I've seen some, there's been some breaking stories the last few days. So, I'm just going to name some rumours and we're just going to discuss them and see how we okay. feel about them. So, the first one is. One of Burke's favourite players on draft, and currently in my team, and one of my favourite players, and that is Danny Ings, who has yep. today been linked with Manchester City. Now, some people may scoff at that idea, but I think it's a realistic move. I could see him going there. Burke, yep. as a fellow Danny Ings fan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the only thing I, I'd be worried about is the kind of snobbery of football fans. And yeah. like, because I've also, I don't know if you're going to ask about this player, but uh, Erling Haaland has also been linked with Man City, and yeah. I don't think Man City fans, after reading that and then starting next season, Danny Ings as your striker after years of Aguero, because it looks like he's going, are they going to buy it? Like, go right, Danny Ings or our new number nine? Mm-hmm. And thing is, worst thing is, Danny Ings is probably better than well, he is better than his us. And based over the last 12, 18 months, he's better than Aguero in terms of where they are yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so, really, if you're sensible about it, it would be a good sign-in. I'd love to see him back playing regularly at a top club. Mm-hmm. But um, whether Man City would be that club, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, like Burke mentioned with Haaland being linked, uh, if you're going from Haaland to uh, Danny Ings, I'm getting like Wilfred Bourne vibes here. It's like, <laughs> you know, but obviously Danny Ings is uh, leagues above what Wilfred Bourne was with the Swans. Um, I think he could settle in. Uh, obviously, yeah, we've seen over the kind of the past 12 months how different a side City have been. They haven't been this incredible, you know, scoring six or five in, you know, three consecutive games, whatever. They're. Be- they're able to get these one nil wins, two nil wins, playing playing <clears throat> strong possession football, and just getting points. And they could do that with Danny Ings, and they could walk walk away with the season uh, with the title. So I don't think it's a bad signing. Um, I think if you're a Man City fan, I don't think you're weakening the side either. With no. you know, you, you must be used to Aguero being out now. Yeah, it's yeah. so. Yeah, 
wouldn't be against I, it. I, I, agree. I, I think it'd be a great signing. I mean, the, the thing you look at, Pep improves every single player he's on, he has under him. And Danny Ings, I reckon, could probably jump up another level. Are you including Benjamin Mendy in that statement? Hey, to be fair to Benjamin Mendy, he's had two ACL injuries, so the jury's still out. But yeah, yeah Pep did that, him. He does look crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't listen to the trainers and done his knees in. Um, right, there's obviously some exceptions, but... Uh, but no, I but, get what you mean, yeah. generally, yeah. Uh, I, I think it'd be a nice signing. And plus, Man City, although they've spent a lot of money, they don't spend big, big transfers and big, big wages. Like everyone thinks they're just super rich, and they are, but they are quite smart, and they're not going to pay 120 million for, you know, for an Mbappe or or Haaland or whatever. There's rumours of Kane as well, so, but again, they won't spend our money. So Danny Ings, that here's another one. That I was listening to that Romelu Lukaku is linked to Man City as well. Apparently, Pep really likes him. I'm all for that. Bring him in. Yeah, I'm all for that from a Liverpool point of view. Yeah. Just. Or, Oh, I, I think it's it's fingers up to Man U fans. Yeah. Because he, he, he was quite nice. the prolific striker at Man U. He wasn't awful. I think he gets quite a bit of bad rep. And now he's going to tone it up at Inter Milan in the Serie A. So, yeah. Oh, the reason it. I was uh, saying, yeah, go for it is because I'm going to add to that bad rep. I think oh, okay. he would fail. Yeah. I don't think he's technically good enough. Um, um, I think he's got a great strike on him. Good left foot. But, I mean... To fit into that Man City team, you need a lot more about you. Good and touch Yeah, he hasn't got the touch. I don't care what you say. It's not a myth. He has not got a first yeah, touch. Yeah, that's to say that video. Yeah, it's, he is abysmal. And yes, he has done well at Serie A. And I'm not going to have a go at the league he's in or anything like that. Because he has done well by all accounts. But I haven't seen enough of him at Inter to be able to go, my opinion's changed. My opinion is the last time I saw him for a prolonged period of time, towards the end of his Man U, which is, he is physically a monster, but technically terrible at football. What about when he was at Everton? Um, I felt the same. I felt this, like the way Everton played were perfect for Lukaku. And because yeah. he is such a physical, like he is beast, he's quick, he's strong, yeah. but he never used it as much as he should have. Like Drogba, you think back Drogba, like his yeah. fight is based. Poor man's Drogba. You, you knew you were playing Drogba, like you knew he was on the pitch. That begins with Lukaku, you wouldn't, and he'd just be giving the ball away all the time. It's like one week you'd watch him and he would be Drogba, next week you'd watch him and he's Divock Origi. You don't know which one you get in. And I think. That is sacrilege. How dare you? Like, <laughs> he's good, be, but he's not a Man City player. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if Pep could get a tune out of him. Because, like you say, really, he's got all that, the physical attributes to be, yeah. you know, a top top striker. Um, but yeah, I mean, if your touch isn't good in a Pep Guardiola team, it's not really a good start, is it? So yeah, yeah, he, he could be an option because he'd be cheaper than the other two. But I, I think I've said this before: if you're Man City, like the rest of your squad is absolutely fine. Maybe left back, but they've tried a few left backs and. They're winning games with Sinchenko yeah. on the port. So, I mean, who cares? I, they could probably play me left back for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. We'd still be. I, I've seen I, 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 You do yeah. a job. I, I'd be picked up in draft. Like, that's yeah. the level once it is. People <laughs> back me to get more. How would the fans react? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be loving it. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> uh, you were saying anyway. about um, 
Man City different positions they could improve on. Yeah, no, yeah, as I say, so if I'm there, I'm going all out, just go, how much do they want for Haaland? 120, all right, we'll pay him over a couple of years because they're not going to spend much more money on any other position. He's got that release clause, hasn't he? Whereby after two years or something at Dortmund or if they don't qualify for Europe, like, it's got to be like 70, 80 mil, which is still a lot of money, but, I mean, if you're... That's true. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think, if I'm Man City, if I'm in charge and I'm looking... Lukaku, Wings, Haaland. Financially, I'm going, Haaland, Haaland is still a better deal because I'm getting 10 years of a guy who will get 20-plus goals every single season. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's got that connection. His dad used to play for Man City, so... Yeah, exactly. So I might carry that on. But yeah, we'll see. Well, i got a couple of more, so let's let's reel through them. Rob, you can answer this one first as you're the resident goalkeeping expert. Um, Thank you. Spurs have been linked with... And I'm not going to say anything. Um, so Dean Henderson, <laughs> yes, Nick Pope, and yes, Sam to both. Maybe yes, to all three. three. Yes, to all three. Why are, all three? Um, are they all there to do good reasons? No, uh, Johnston. No, I. I um, Nick Pope. Point. Nick Pope has been uh, has been a solid goalkeeper. Um, Dean Henderson also, you know, obviously had a great season with Sheffield United last season. Has he taken over the San Roman year, or is it just because De Gea has been out for a bit? It's just because De Gea has been, been out. Yeah, looks like yeah. yeah. I, I I I like the idea of Nick Pope there. Obviously, I think they can get him cheap as well. Mm-hmm. I you know they don't have to spend much to get Nick Pope there. Um, wages wouldn't be a problem, I think. And <clears throat> how, how old is Larice now? He's thirty-four, I want to say. Yeah, three, three, four. So he's he's you know he's still maybe got five years playing at a, at a top level. Maybe in back in France somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead and bet at somewhere like PSG if Kylian Lava scores. You know, maybe go back to Lyon. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Nick Nick Pope's uh, that, that's that's a step up for his career. Yeah, I agree. I I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be disappointed if we signed Nick Pope. I think I think he deserves a chance. I mean, you know, he's played in a Burnley team for years now. Um, he's not going to get any higher with them, so he's an England international now, so he may as well go. I think Chelsea were after him um, when they signed before they signed Mendy, but it just didn't happen. So, yeah, I don't. I Dean Henderson again. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen him play too much. There's not enough body of work for me. Yeah, to be a Spurs. Goalkeeper at the top six, but, but, but. yeah, I th- Nick Pope's the best English goalkeeper in, in the Prem right now. Yeah, yeah. he was our goalkeeper start for the Euros, wasn't he? When we had that conversation a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, um, I know we've had this debate before, but about Spurs and where they need to strengthen. And your point when we last yeah. spoke was goalkeeper you want to start with, and then you build on from there. And yeah. I was saying, Luis is good enough. There's other areas you need to improve. And I still say I still stand by that. However, looking at in its isolation, whether Nick Pope to Spurs, I am a fan of that signing. I think that would be a brilliant signing. I think Nick Pope is one of the better goalkeepers in the league. You can tell Sims isn't on the podcast because he'd be shouting about us calling <laughs> goalkeepers. Um, but no, Nick Pope, very good goalkeeper. I can see him playing for a club that level quite easily. Um, and the age of Lloris is something you've got to keep one eye on. I agree with Rob. I think he has still got years left. But, um, yeah, for Spurs, if you can get a 20-something goalkeeper, 
he's not going to be that expensive. I think I it's uh, about twenty mil, maybe twenty five. Yeah, I think I Nick Pope is one of those signings where you go right. Yeah, I think everyone wins you. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Burnley would be like, yeah, you've done a good service for us. You know, you deserve this chance. Yeah, move on. And yeah, and Burnley go and sign Tom Heaton again. It's it's all <laughs> oh, yeah, just swapped it. <coughs> Paul Gasnigo, he comes back from his loan spell. Yeah. At, uh, Elche, I think he's gone. Uh, if if yeah. uh, Burnley sign down Ramsdale to replace him, then goodbye, Burnley. <laughs> uh, RIP. <laughs> I Ramsdale's turned into this toxic player that is just attributed out to losses. And uh, he's, he's absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm no goalkeeping expert, but I watch him go. You wash it, man. Sam Johnston, I I could see that the Burnley. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Dormado would would fall. Yeah, there. you'd see. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, even Henderson, yeah. even if no other clubs are coming in, no no other clubs can promise a number one spot. Mm. Burnley might be the highest club that go. You are my number one. Yeah. West Ham as well. well. I think need a goalkeeper. Fabianski's yeah. about five, six, six. Yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah. It's gone as the days are gone as well. If you play for those sort of clubs, you don't get picked for England. Whereas you you can go anywhere really in the Premier League and still get picked. So the options are a lot better. Um, But yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, There's a couple more we can just do quickly. David Alaba reportedly going to either Barcelona or Real Madrid. His preference is Real Madrid. Which one would you rather see him at? If them at all, maybe another club. Well, be a, be a frightening duo of him and Varane for future centre backs. For our <laughs> ultimate team, you're thinking, yeah. Well, yes, yeah, for <laughs> ultimate team. Fulan Mendy on the left, you know. Uh, no, I, I, I think, obviously, because Sergio Ramos is well into his 30s now, isn't he? Yeah, uh, 35, 36. Yeah. So who knows how many years he can play at that top, top level. And Oliver, he's not young. But he's in late twenties at least, early thirties maybe. Oh, yeah, he's still got and, and he's now yeah. Okay. And he's like now transitioned to a centre back for Bayern with Alfonso Davis on the on the left now. Ah, oh, I'm all I'm all for it. Screw it. Let's bring back the dominant years of Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it I think it for me it suits better to him going to Real Madrid than Barca. Yeah. Um I don't know why. I've got no logic yeah. there. It's just I can see exactly the, I can see it. The Madrid move makes sense. Barca, it just doesn't make sense. It's not what happens. I don't like watching Barca at the moment. I think that's part of it for me. Yeah. I mean, I watch him at the back and I think, right, you're all crap. (laughs) Barca should not be going out to sign a good defender. It's just not what they do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. Because if you, Alaba's probably looking at him going, Ronald Koeman, they just got a new president. They're apparently in really bad debt, apparently. Yeah, Barcelona. Messi's gone a couple of years. How long is yeah. it before we get back? To the, yeah, I think... Uh, it's too many things. Whereas Real Madrid was crazy. They're always sounds, there. They're always sounds there. a bit... They seem the more stable option. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, the thing about Alba, again, um, last couple of years especially, I've been a bit lazy watching other leagues and I tend to be just Premier League now. But watching Champions League and I have seen a few Bundesliga games and... The only thing I would say about him at centre-back is I still don't know if he can play there. Because playing centre-back at Bayern, it's not. <laughs> you're more playing as a centre midfielder, really. You're that high up the pitch. You're on the ball so much. 
if you're playing, and I suppose it would be the same at Real Madrid and Barca to a certain point, but I, when you asked about if you could see him anywhere else, I couldn't see him at any Prem club playing centre-back. No. For that reason, the challenges are different. It'd be like, um, I'm, not, I'm not comparing him to this player, but like when Daley Blinn signed for United and he played centre-back a little bit, it just doesn't look right and you're like, mm, yeah. no, that's a midfielder. Tell he's not a centre-back, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I, I, I do agree. But then I would say at the top, top clubs, the centre-backs are so high up the pitch now. They basically are midfielders, isn't they, basically? So yeah. I see the logic of getting someone like Alaba who can do both. But, but then there, is, there are moments in every game whereby yeah. you need him to be a centre-back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think Alba... For me, I I might be wrong. People may have watched by him for weeks. Might go, actually, no, he's up there with the best centre-backs around. I, I could be wrong. But from what I've seen, I haven't seen him do... Like, every time I watch him, I, I think he always looks great in the... Yeah. But, but I've never seen him do a centre-backs thing. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Be interesting, anyway. Be interesting. Um, last one, which I saw and I thought, hmm. At first, I went, oh, I don't know about that. And then I went, hmm, yeah, maybe. And now I'm going, no. It's Aaron Ramsey to Liverpool. Don't know if anyone's seen that. Apparently, Juve is struggling with a bit of cash. They want to get rid of some mid uh, squad players, which Aaron Ramsey is, unfortunately. He's been knocking about for a couple of years. Like, even when he was at Arsenal, there was a link of him yeah, going to exactly. Liverpool then. Yeah. Wasn't he linked as well when he had that mad season? Maybe he had, I can't remember what year it was. Maybe in like 2015 or 14. And he remember he scored loads of goals. Yeah. And he was linked with loads of clubs. I'm sure Liverpool were linked. Yeah. He's, yeah, we've always been. I don't yeah. think we've ever been the main club he's been linked with. Yeah. But I think there's always been a link. Yeah. Um, Do you think he would fit in? Yeah, I think he'd fit in. Um, mm. Definitely. I think, obviously, it looks like when Aldum is going as well this summer, so there's an extra midfield spot to go up, and he's a similar kind of... He's transitioned into this more of a kind of box-to-box workhorse, yeah. lovely on the ball. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't... If he signed, I wouldn't be like, oh, great, our midfield is sorted. Yeah. But... I don't think you'd I be like, why are we signing him? Yeah, yeah, I could see. I go. I'd be like, yeah, it's a good sign-in. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, obviously, I, I wouldn't be spending more than maybe fifteen mil on him if I'm bringing him in for some depth. And obviously, because of his age, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, don't come to Liverpool if you want to stay stay healthy. You know, you're gonna get a mental leg leg break in training from. It's going to be more Salah going on a rampage or something. But um, I think Liverpool isn't a bad club in England for him to, to settle down. Then, may, you know, I can see him probably ending up at, you know, in three seasons' time, helping some relegation side out. Linking up with some form. Linking with some form. Yeah. Cardiff reached the Prem or something. Yeah. Mick McCarthy in charge. <laughs> what what a relationship. Unbelievable. What team. Mm. Um right, before we do the draft, one more thing. Um which is relevant. Oh, what were your thoughts on Ramsey Betts before? Uh no, I, I, I agree. I, I think it'd be quite nice for Liverpool actually. Um the only thing I'd worry about is that does he 
does he press enough for Liverpool style? Yeah, I I don't know because he's had so many injuries. Is his body able to do it? Maybe. I remember, I remember maybe one. Remember one game Liverpool Arsenal a couple of years back. Well, when Klopp was there, I think Liverpool won. I think it was five one. I think it's the Firmino hat trick game, and um, he was at fault yeah. a couple of goals just because he was slow coming out. I remember Gary Neville going mental yeah, yeah, on commentary, yeah. and yeah. he was at fault for a couple of them for that lack of press. But I think it's a case with a lot of players at the time. Arsenal were that kind of team yeah. whereby you'd look at the whole team and you'd be like, "Are you giving it your all?" If he, yeah. if any player comes to Liverpool, they can't get away with that. Yeah. So that's why I would say is I trust Klopp to sort that side of the game out. And yeah. and and with the records we got with transfers, um, yeah, I'd back anyone we bring in. Mm. Plus, he's done it for Wales, isn't he? So yeah, you know, exactly. he hasn't been a press and hound, but you know, he, he does work for Wales, so he obviously can't do it. But yeah, I think it'd be a nice, be a nice signing for Liverpool. So yeah, um, on Liverpool. Because I'm interested, if you were Jurgen Klopp this summer, um, and let's exclude centre backs because that is the obvious position, but give me a position and a name, anyone that springs the mind that you would ideally like to see Jurgen Klopp sign this summer. Is there anyone who stands out? Any position that stands out? Position part, would be striker, centre, centre forward. Uh, yeah, definitely. Just. S- same Someone... spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Roberto Firmino. Uh time is up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. I mean who, who I'd would love... sign that's well, any better for decent money. Yeah, that's the thing is how how are Liverpool gonna play this? Because we are now at the level where you would not roll your eyes by going Mbappe or Haaland. And I feel weird saying this because no, we I, haven't I been at this level for the last, I don't know, well, for as long as I can remember where I can say, yes. let's go after the elite of the elite, realistically. Yeah. But yeah. now it is realistic. So I want to say those. And the only reason I'm saying those is because you go down a level and there isn't that great option. Like the next best are kind of locked up in their clubs. There's no yeah. movement. It's Danny Ings coming back. That's the kind of next level we're talking which yeah. again, he's better than Firmino, which I'm not against. But um, yeah. a winger, maybe, because I, compete. yeah, to compete. Um, Man, he's been atrocious this season, absolutely atrocious. Um, and Salah's, Salah's performances have been, but he's still getting twenty plus goals. Yeah, so I, I can forgive that. Yeah. Man, isn't and. That's the problem for me, and I feel bad saying it because obviously how classy he's been for Liverpool. But you've got to be somewhat ruthless, and I'm not saying we're anywhere near that yet. But I'm saying if Klopp is seeing it and going, "Is this now who he is?" Yeah, yeah. Then that's a move you have to make, and there's no one I'd love more to see than Jack Grealish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. we're looking back. Centre backs to obvious option, like you said. Mm. I think that's worth then. Maybe midfield kind of cover and depth, obviously depending on who kind of leaves. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I if if next season there were midfield three is Fabinho, Henderson, and Curtis Jones, I don't have a problem with that really. I'm uh, not totally against that because mm. I, I I'd like to see 
Henderson just a bit further forward in that midfield and him not bloody centre back. Yeah. Um yeah, I yeah, I agree with you both with wingers. Like you you saw what bringing Yotta in did just competition and him What about him up like, front? Yeah, oh, I, as a false nine. Experiment. Yeah, why not? Why not? You can't you can't you can't do a bad job with Firmino. But he, but he can, but... I do, I, uh, yeah, I think he's done well. Start season, he had a couple of games there before he got injured. Um, the last game he played there and scored. Um, so, I think... <laughs> draft, draft related. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I'd back that. I'd even back maybe Salah as a striker and if you get another winger in. Um, yeah. That's sorted. Like, I'm not saying that Mane and Salah are still the two kind of game changers in that Liverpool team and that's nowhere near changing but if Mane keeps this up he's obviously going to be one you have to look at sorting that problem out and the easiest way of doing that is buy someone better yeah yeah for me as as a neutral I'd say just depth kind of what we spoke about with Ramsey bringing some extra quality and I just say depth across the board and in terms of the starting team Strikers probably the only position because when everyone's fit, it's fine. Yeah, yeah every position's fine, but but bar striker really. So yeah, yeah everybody will be or striker. So yeah, I I'd say probably two or three players on the bench or or you know potentially competing for starting positions. Yeah, and I want to reiterate the thing about Mane. Like I I still love Mane. No, I don't, still team Mane. I think it's caught up with him the kind of the kind of season it's been mm. the short break at the end of last season um, it's, it's the kind of conversation you have if it happens another season yeah um, exactly yeah, I mean we're about four seasons into Firmino being like this and it's only yeah, yeah. this season people are going right out yeah so, well, you know what's Bill Belichick always say get him out a year too, too early than a year too late exactly that's what I was going to say I don't think People you ever see him football? You never think like, oh, he's gone a bit too soon, eh? Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, oh, the banter was right. It's all most big player transfers. You go, oh, he's ruined his legacy a bit there. Yeah. Something like that, eh? Yeah. It needs to happen more. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what Liverpool sign, if anyone. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um, right. Let's do the draft. Come on in, Berkey. It's your draft. Explain what it is and give us your question. All right then. So uh, the draft this week is players who have made you change your opinion of them. So this can either be a player you thought, "Whoa, you are class," and then it turns out a couple of years down the line you're like, "I got that one wrong," or vice <laughs> versa. You think, "Oh my god, how on earth have you been given a professional contract?" And then a couple of years down the line you're eating your words because that's going screamers for fun week in week out. Um, so. A couple of months back, um, we had a similar draft about failed wonder kids, uh, guys who broke onto the scene and didn't really live up to their expectations. And I spoke a bit about Richard Wright, um, <laughs> because I was so sure he was destined for the top, and I got that just a little bit wrong. Richard um, Wright and wonder kids should never be in the same sentence, <laughs> but there we are. So I got that a little bit wrong, and yeah, I ended up changing my opinion on him. So he is exempt from today's um, list, but to decide the order, I will ask a question about his career. So simply between you two, it's a back and forth format, oh, no. naming clubs that he has signed for. Not necessarily oh. paid for, 
because there's a number they signed for and not played a game. So um, there are uh, eight in total, eight different clubs. <laughs> oh my God. Richard Wright. First one to shout out is first. <laughs> so, Rob, you <laughs> As in, that's. Yeah, yeah he's first. That's, that's, like, that's an answer. I honestly can't, I can't even think. I, I feel like I should know this because Berg's talked about him a few times and we've had conversations about Richard How Wright. How pathetic is it that I've spoken with Richard Wright a few times? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there's more than two occasions I'm sure we've spoken about it. Um, oh my God, I, I honestly don't know. I wasn't expecting a question on him. <laughs> you know, I should have thought about it. I'm going to say Aston Villa because I can't think of anyone else. You haven't played for Aston Villa, no. Uh, Rob, how yeah. far could you go? Arsenal in the early days, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, West Ham, I think, is like the Claret kit. Oh, you're West, uh, West Ham, yeah. <laughs> oh, Birmingham, maybe Wolves, I don't know. <laughs> He's had three spells at one club. Christ. At Quinton, is it? Oh, I'm not far off. Oh. Club. Then Game he went club. Arsenal, then Everton, uh, then West yeah. Ham, Southampton, Sheffield, Preston, and Manchester City. God, has he played for Man City? Yeah. Main games no, played for Man City. He hasn't played. He signed for them. Oh, sorry. Um, but... He was there as their like fourth keeper for a couple of years, and now he's their goalkeeping coach. Pep um, kept him on. Great signing. <laughs> Great for the Jets. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'd have loved like. Do you remember a few like I say a few years back? We're talking about ten years ago. Arsenal had a bit of an injury crisis and got in like a thirty-eight-year-old Jens Lehmann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. a similar position like Man City injury crisis biggest game of the season because yeah. Richard Wright's just there like yeah. one tooth <laughs> old brown dirty goalkeeper clubs from when he last played about 18 years ago got a kind of special brew in his hand <laughs> oh, Pep's phone Victor Valdez and got any chance of what I've got no I can't oh, Richard come on in <laughs> I think I've just realised why I liked him so much because around the same well, time... What, what do you mean now you've realised? Did you no, not know? Because as I'm thinking about it, a lot of it's coming back to me because I don't speak about Richard Wright as much as you make out. <laughs> do you know the TV show Dream Team? Yeah. We spoke about it. The goalkeeper on there looked a lot like Richard Wright, Jamie Parker. <laughs> and I think I mix them up because obviously on the show, Jamie Parker's a brilliant goalkeeper. And in my head now, looking back, I'm thinking <laughs> Richard Wright was brilliant, but it's actually Jamie Parker from Dream Team that was the good one. <laughs> Um, but then Jimmy Parker <laughs> held his team hostage in the dressing room half time and got shot. So he hasn't got everything that Richard Wright has. Oh, okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, you got first pick on this week's draft. Take it away. Well, thank you. Uh, right then, to start this uh, pick, this draft off, I go with a player that. Uh, moved to a team in January, and I thought that this was an absolutely ridiculous move because at the time that it happened, it meant the team that he was moving to had to register a player they already had on loan. So it was costing them money just to register uh, a player they already had. And I just thought this was going to be the biggest flop. Um, wasn't particularly a big fan. Uh I think I could go down the Roy Keane route to the Graham Sooners route about players who care too much about their image and their branding or whatever. 
But my mind has been changed in the seven appearances that this guy has had for West Ham, scoring five goals. Uh, Jesse Lingard, fair play to you. You've uh, got an England call-up. Yeah. yeah, well, unfortunately. Yeah, deserved not, England call-up. It feels dirty yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am very, very shocked and surprised, but impressed at his format, West Ham. And... I, I thought West Ham, I think they eventually will have a bit of a stumble. Obviously, mm. leading 3-0 three three up against uh, Arsenal and then get, coming on with the draws a bit bit bad. But I expected them to, to drop in form about, you know, a month and a half ago. Yeah. So he's come into that side and done well. Mm. Yeah. Good pick. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Um. So you've gone from a short-term impact of a player yeah. to a non-apparent impact. <laughs> well, well, actually, no, there's one. There's one. Right, this, this, I'm just setting the scene. This may sound a bit silly to some people, but I thought when he signed for a club, I thought he was going to be the real deal. But he's turned out absolutely crap. So this is my love letter, I'll call it, to this player, because <laughs> I hope he leaves at the end of the season. So, my pick is about a player who is in his eighth season for his current club. That I think is eighth bloody season. It's ridiculous. You stuff, do you know? Oh, my God. He came to the Premier League as somebody with potential to become a big player, especially in the eye of the fans after coming to the club's all-time record signing at the time. But it's fair to say that has not happened. During his eight seasons, he has scored 17 goals in midfield, and provided 23 assists in 171 Premier League appearances, which looking back now is going, how has he got that many appearances? <laughs> um, so that's a goal contribution every four games in eight seasons. So for a team in the top six, it's not a great result. Um, but what I will say is that this player's attitude has never been in question. Never been in question. He works hard for the team whenever he plays. Fair play to him, that's, that's the minimum you expect. But yeah. this shows the lack of talent and consistency even more because he does, super fair, he does do that. Um, so from a personal point of view, I've always championed this guy. I've always been in his corner, but the time has come for me <laughs> to part ways. And even though he has arguably scored one of the greatest North London derby goals of all time, and then subsequently got sent off in the same game. For me, perfectly sums up his Tottenham career and arguably Spurs in the last decade. Flashes of brilliance, but not quite good enough. So it pains me to say, but with much love, Eric Lamella, they need to leave. Gracias. All the best. <laughs> I was I was just convinced you were saying Danny Rose. That, that <laughs> it could have well. been Danny Rose. <laughs> I was just like... Yeah, he's got a mental goal, didn't he? <laughs> um, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. So does that mean Stephen Davis was right all along? Yeah. <laughs> it's been the same even more. But he is right. Uh, you know, to be fair, he'll be remembered as the guy who scored two rebounders for us over the span of four seasons. Yeah, and that's so, really all. So yeah, it, so. two rebounders in eight seasons. <laughs> It's all right. It's a, all right. Yeah, yeah. Good, come, good return on the investment. Yeah, like I said, he, his effort was never in question. And to be fair, the other day he did score 
you know, one of the best goals I've seen for a long while. But uh, yeah, it doesn't pave over the cracks for the last eight seasons. So yeah, that's my first pick. Good pick. I enjoyed that one. I feel like I got something off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, just well, like that, to just yeah, it's give been, up a truth. Yeah, like yeah. a truth that you've got. Right. So for me, there was only one pick for my first pick here. And to be fair, I felt... Um, so just to give you a bit of context, I was against this player. I'm now all for him. Um, and it's only really this season that I've gone on his side. And I feel a bit harsh that I've left it this long. Um, so I went back on my WhatsApp actually and checked my message history. And on the 20th of July, 2020, so not even a year ago, I sent James the following message. I don't really rate Grealish, but he is a villa boy <laughs> and he cares and he does turn up for them. So less than a year ago, last summer, I'm saying I don't rate Jack Grealish. And for years, I've had the opinion that he's just overrated and that like, he was at home in the championship. Yeah. I felt he had good footwork and was very skillful. And I thought that that fooled people in thinking that he was a good player. And... I think it was around the time like you had players like James Madsen break through and people were talking about him um, just because for the same reasons and he's another player who I think is actually very good. Um, but I don't think I've ever been so wrong about a player as Jack Grealish. The level he's jumped to now is unreal. And he hasn't been at that top, top level for that long. So I'm reluctant to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. For me, he is the second best player in the Premier League just behind Kevin De Bruyne. I think... He is that good. I think he's absolutely incredible. Um, his chances created per game is the highest of any Premier League player above Bruno, above, uh, above Kevin De Bruyne. Um, and when you consider he's doing that at Villa, a team yeah. who, they're good side, but are not getting on the ball in those areas as much as Man City do, as much as Man United do, I think it's unreal that he's got higher chances created than them too and everyone else in the league at that. Um you see the impact he's had on Villa. They've only won one of their last seven games, which, let's be honest, is relegation form. And then when he plays, they're a European side. It's mm. it's unreal. He is world-class. And if he's not one of the first names on the England team sheet this summer, then Southgate's got to go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, for me, Jack Relish, yeah. I got it wrong. You are absolutely world-class. And I'm sure you're, him being in your draft team is... Uh... There, as well, me, this feeling <laughs> next year when I don't get him, I'm going back to my old opinion. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Do, do you know what I thought? Because I thought Jack Grealish, did you remember when um, I can't remember, it must have been three years ago, four years ago, there was that talk of him playing for Ireland and he yeah. was considering playing for Ireland and then he chose not to. And I was like, why, why are England trying to get this guy to play for yeah. him? He's crap, like, let him go yeah. play for Ireland. Who cares? Like, just another guy who's going to play for Ireland be crap. Um, but yeah. Like you say, he's he's yeah. He's, that was around time I think Tim Sherwood was in charge. So I think it's probably longer ago than now. Um, a Villa when they were in the Prem, and um, I think that's around the time when I set my opinion in the first place because mm. I think I was his breakthrough season or one of them, like one of his early years, and people going, "Oh, Villa! If Villa stay up, it'll be him." Yeah. And at that point, he was still only about eighteen, nineteen, to be fair. And I'm going, "No, he's not. He's not doing it." And he yeah. didn't. And then, obviously, he was out of the limelight in championship for a couple of years. Um, but no, he's come back now. And he, he is at home in the top four. Yeah, he is. There's not many players outside of top six clubs in the Prem 
who you could say if they got into a top six club would make that club better. Yeah. I don't think there's many. You could say, oh, the player will play better, but they won't make yeah. the team better. Like I, Spurs, for, for instance, we've been linked with them for a while. If he got into that Spurs team, the team would be a lot better. Yeah. And you could probably say that about every team, bar Man City, maybe. Well, yeah. Bar Man City or maybe Liverpool, I don't I th- I think but we, anyway, yeah. He's, yeah. he's unbelievable. Yes. He Great pick. Thank you. Oh, it's me again. Mm-hmm. Um I was trying to think of now a player because I've done bad to good, one now good to bad. <laughs> and I'll be honest, it's so it's a roller coaster with this guy. Um so my relationship with him started in twenty fourteen World Cup when I think everyone saw him for the first time. And I thought he was going to be brilliant. I was a huge fan. Uh, and then by the end of 2015, I was the opinion or that he was just LHDU all over again. 2016 came. I thought, oh, I was wrong to doubt him. And actually, he will be brilliant. I can't believe I got so wrong. Then, next couple of years, I was kicking myself for getting my hopes up because he was utterly useless. Then, things changed. A few unbelievable moments had me really rating him as an unsung hero. Um, but in hindsight, I was wrong. And actually... That's all he were, were just lucky moments. He was a decent player, nothing more. Far more luck than judgment. Um, yeah, and the roller coaster of the last few years has come to an end, and I've got off. I've left theme park. <laughs> and I'm certain the opinion I currently hold of this player will never change from this moment on. Divo Carigi is fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you get to another Champions League final and he'll be scores again. <laughs> oh, me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but he is fucking useless. Yeah. I've never seen a player so lost on a football pitch. And like, I think back to those moments. And do you know like, when he scored that goal against Barca yeah. and he kind of froze? Like, I'm thinking, do you know what you just did? And I don't think <laughs> yeah. he does. Uh, the Everton one where he scored the 95th minute yeah. freak, uh, winner. And, like, he goes to pick the ball up from the back of the net and take it back halfway. Like, are you not in the game? Do you not know what's happening? And I think, I, I don't know why it's like, I, I think he's crap. He seems a bit of a cooler and he's just a bit like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, fine. Oh, he ball. just doesn't know what he's doing. And it's just it looks, it, Yeah, it comes across like, oh, he's a cool guy. No, he's just bloody clueless. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I agree with that. Yeah, there has been moments where you go, oh, really? Yeah, he could be okay. How old is he? Uh, he's he's not that old. He's young. No, mid 20s. Yeah. I remember. Younger than Sal and them. I remember when he first signed because we loaned him back uh, to Lille. And I was thinking, oh, it'll be fine next year. We've got Rigi coming in. He's having a decent season. Fine. And I thought, yeah, great. He came in, didn't set the world light. I thought, oh, we got this wrong. But he was still young. So I didn't write him up completely. Then Klopp came in and he had a year where he was scoring big goals. Uh, the Dortmund comeback. And he was yeah. looking like um, really quick, really strong. You could, you could see kind of a path for him to follow. And then, I don't know, uh, he had the leg break against Everton, actually. Um, or an ankle break, some some bad tackle by uh, Funes Mori. And since then, oh my God, I he's been ridiculously bad. And then... Those goals, a bit like Lamella, papered over the cracks, like that season he had where he scored important goals. Mm. But nah, no, now those are gone. I can focus on the player or the lack of. 
I can feel that. I don't know if hatred is the right word, but the frustration at least. Ah, uh, yeah. Of Divock. So he will forever everybody. have a place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. cock Divock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Eric Lamella has got the winner in the Champions League final, I, I wouldn't be talking about him right now because yeah. it would have paved over all the cracks. But, but yeah, I agree. Right. I will do my second pick. So I'm going vice versa now. So I talked about a player I thought would be good, but was crap. Now I'm doing a play where I thought was, I wouldn't say shit, but I thought it was just bang average. Just bang average, but has done pretty well. So after I read this, I was like, God, this guy's had quite a few years. When this guy signed for a newly promoted team for initial fee of 8 million in 2015, it was a case of who is this guy? He's come from nowhere and 8 million at the time seemed a bit much for uh, nobody. Um, and that question would still be posed over a year later because eight minutes into his Premier League debut, he did his ACL and was out for 15 months. Now, if somebody's done the ACL, that is a fucking long time. 15 months, Jesus Christ, that, that is tough. Yeah. So I got some sympathy with him. Um, so he fought back, got back to fitness, started playing again. So when he thought things couldn't get any worse, two months after his return to Premier League action, he then gets banned for five games for an alleged stamp, which to this day could go either way. Was he guilty? Was he not? Who knows? So after that, he, that last where I was. Yeah. So after reading that, it's fair to say this guy, luck was not in. So this team then loaned him out to a championship club in January 2019 in order to play. He joined a club that had aspirations to gain a promotion. However, when he arrived, it didn't look good. But they went on a great run, probably because of a certain player that's already been mentioned, and they gained promotion to the Premier League. He was then signed for £20 million, and considering his body of work was pretty high for somebody who had a long injury and hadn't played a lot of football. But they signed him, it worked out, they stayed in the league, and he established himself as the first choice Premier League centre-back for them. But his journey is not stopped there. So with that upturn in form and help from a certain Premier League winning captain has gained international honours and looks set to be one of the first choice centre-backs at the Euros. So I'm of course talking about Tyrone could fit a bloody jumbo jet in there, Mings, as somebody I thought was destined for an EFL career, but has proved me wrong. So Tyrone rings, fair play to you lad, you've done well. Good pick, I think. Uh... My second pick. That's spot on. I remember seeing him at Bournemouth thinking yeah, along the same lines. He played left back, didn't he? And you're looking yeah. going, he's six foot five and he's left back. It just doesn't look And then quite. I'm thinking, yeah, he doesn't look the quickest. But I watch him now, he, he looks yeah. very quick, like kind of the Van Dyke movement whereby he doesn't look quick, but he's making up more yards and then he strikes he's up again. Stride. Yeah, and uh no, I think yeah, I think he's a good, very good centre back. Yeah, I mean because I yeah, I had the same it might have been similar games because he didn't play that many. Um, and he played left back and like this guy, well, he's not going to be championship level if he's lucky. And then he had all these problems, injuries. The stamp, I remember the stamp, I forgot about that. On Ibra. On, on Ibra's head, Ibra, yeah. yeah. And then, funny enough, he he didn't play then for like 18 months. He played like a few games here and there. And when he got loaned to Aston Villa, within like a month, he stamped on somebody else. <laughs> uh, some player had read in, read in away. He stamped him, but he didn't get banned for that. So, well, yeah. they had to come in. <laughs> Tyrone Mings. Yeah. yeah. Tyrone bloody Mings, yeah. Go on. Go on, Rob. Finish it off. 
Right then. So, uh, I, I, my my next player, he has been in the league since 2013. Okay. Same as Eric Yeah, it's not Eric Lamella. I'm very sorry. Um, yeah. So this player um, has been quite an integral player. Um, either been just solidified the starting job, or he's kind of been rotated with a certain London team. But his time at this London team came to an end uh, last summer. So he decided to join another London team. Him joining this London team and me thinking that him linking up with two other players in the front three made me make the claim that this front three was going to be one of the most important front three Class. in the Premier League and of the season. Uh, I'm just going to go over his 2019-2020 stats. So 36 appearances, nine goals, seven assists, with a shooting accuracy of 41%. You know, not not bad. He's a winger. You know, he's not he's not a centre forward. We go to the 2020-21 season. 21 appearances, zero goals, five assists. It's all right. You know, he's getting involved in glo- in, in goals. He's had 17 shots in 21 appearances. Shots on target, two. <laughs> that is 12%. He's missed one big chance. He's hit, the, he's hit the woodwork twice. I'm very sorry. I had high hopes of this guy at Arsenal. And I thought <laughs> yeah, that he was really going to... I thought that this guy was going to bring out another level to Lacazette and Aubameyang. And I thought that Arsenal were going to have an unreal front three. But, Willian... You have been absolutely awful this season. <laughs> the drop in quality is unreal. So to complete the list, and he wears number 12. A winger wearing number 12 is just, it doesn't sit nicely with me. It's a goalkeeper's number one. Exactly. Uh, yes, Willian, to complete that list. Yeah, that's good a good list. Pick. Good pick there. So just to recap, yeah. you got Jesse Lingard, Eric Lamella, Jack Grealish, Steve Okarigi, Tyrone Mings and Willian. That's five aside team. Who's on the bench? William. Oh no, Divock. Divock. <laughs> no. We need yeah. we need a bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> Any honourable mentions? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, go on. Go first. Uh, I had Ilkay Gundogan as a as someone who just stepped up to the next level for me, and it was a huge oh. shock. I no purely purely yeah, because this draft no, no. on shock. No, no, no. I just, I was, I would have implied he wasn't this good. He has been like next level with City this season, and you, you've you've seen, you know, two Premier League Player of the Month awards. I, I think if he continues his form, he's in the running for Player of the Year. I think he's been fantastic, and you don't expect that from Ilkay Gundogan. Well, no, not now, but I'd yeah. say about four or five years ago, you would. So I think if he has now, we're doing it now four five years ago. Yeah, but I think if he, <laughs> if he, let's ignore the season. If we did this draft in the summer, yeah. I think Gundogan would be a good pick for the opposite reason, whereby you think he's a class one of everything, and then he comes to Man City and kind of flounders a bit. This season is kind of you're finally getting the Gundogan they should have had about four years ago when he first signed. That that would be my argument for Ilkay. I think that's a bit harsh. I think he's been fairly good. He hasn't, he's never scored goals, so I think well, he's played quite well. Two goals Four last goals season, time. six seasons, the six goals the season before, four in 2018, three in 2017, and he's on 12 so far. Yeah. 
He's on brilliant. No. Yeah. yeah. If, if so it, that, I, Jack Wheeler should be my pick play of the year. Yeah. But uh, look, he's definitely up there. Uh, my, I have three. I'll just run through them. Phil Foden, because uh, I've been quite outspoken for how much I don't think he's very good and I've mm. got that wrong because he is actually incredible. Uh, Max Rashford, when he first burst on the scene, I was excited to watch him because he reminded me of Michael Owen. Um, but now I watch him and I think you're not very good. And third one, we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago, but I think Declan Rice. Mm. Which when way? He, uh, when he first came on, I thought he was just pretty average, pretty limited, didn't know what he was. Um, centre back, centre defence mid. Now I watch him and I love watching because I watched an interview with him on the weekend. He was saying, like, he knows what he's good, he knows what he can't do. I think it takes a lot to admit that yeah. for a young player, especially. So, mm. yeah, I'd go Declan Rice as well. I did think of Rice um, because after I don't know if you watched the game again, but he had a hell of a run around yeah, his own box. Yeah, beat, but really yeah, ran like six players. I was like, oh my god! Um, but probably took over. I don't want to admit. You already mentioned Lamella, really. Yeah, it's too, it was too much. Uh, for the players who I thought were decent but are crap, as obviously Spurs players, uh, Davison Sanchez, who I've backed before when you and James have gone after him, and I, but now he's just, he's just absolute garbage. And somebody who sprung to mind because he was mentioned on a podcast I was to do, Vincent Janssen. <laughs> when he signed for Spurs, he played against England in, in a friendly. I thought, oh, this guy looks quite good, actually, because he scored a penalty in that game. And then we signed him, and then I realised whoever the Asian Akma manager is has got an absolute snip of 17 million. They've <laughs> pulled the world over our eyes. Well done. Well done. Another one, the first guy that came to my mind, Jeremy Aliadier. He came into my mind. Oh, we're thinking this guy is class, and then you realise actually he is absolute garbage. He but... won me the prem for Middlesbrough on three uh, <laughs> months. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I had a couple as well for players who I thought were very good, but have turned out to be pretty good. It was Lucas Dinier because I thought he was just a baseball player that Barcelona just shipped out. Yeah. And I've spoken to you about this before. Jared Bowen, who I thought yeah. wasn't good, but fair play to him, had a, had a good season. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, lovely names chucked out there. Good draft, though. Some good Enjoyed picks. Them. Good picks. Um, I think I don't know how long we've been on for, but screw it. Let's do the last question. Let's do it. Um, Rob, have you got a question? Or do you want me to do mine? You you do yours. I'll get a question for next week, ready? Okie doke. Okie doke. You'd be, you'd be composed then, would you? <laughs> next week. I will. I, I, you, can't, you can't spring this horse into it. on me. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah. I have to rehearse. It'll take me that long to not set there. Rob second appears as host. okay, so my question is how important is it in modern football to have an identity or ultimately is it still about getting results? Where do we lie? I'll let Rob go first. Uh I think I think it's very important to have identity. I think identity can steer you on to other things it, like like we were we were speaking not so long ago about um when we were talking about like managers and brendan rogers rogers how he lacked like a personality and like with the liverpool job we needed that kind of like personality and like that's how like klopp succeeded you think of like benitez and all the others um when it comes to yeah i think just going through the motions and just getting those results dry up too easily. I think 
um, you need some grit about you, where like that, you know, that's going to come from uh, loads of different players. You need um, intensity. You need all of this from the manager as well. Um, <clears throat> I, I think you got it, but also you got to find the right balance of it. But I think it's deadly important because if Pep Guardiola had the personality of Roy Hodgson, he would not be winning Premier League championships. Uh, you know, season in, season out. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's everything. Because um, I think, like, just speaking as a, a fan point of view, you want to know what, let's say, the big Liverpool fan, I want to know when I switch on Sky on Saturday, Liverpool playing, I want to know what I'm going to see. And at the moment, I've got that in the past with other managers. I've had no clue. And I think, I think you need that because it doesn't even have to be because the way Liverpool play is actually nice positive play. It doesn't even have to be that because you look at Burnley with Sean Dyche. Their identity is just textbook Burnley. When you say Burnley, you know what yeah. you get. And I think if there was no identity and you'd watch them one week and they'd be playing tiki-tack, uh, passing on the back, losing the game, and but then you watch them next week and they're lumping it long, 90 minutes long, the fans are not. Because they're going to be like, oh, well, last week you could do this, that. And I think um, it buys managers time. I think it's a kind of go jail free. I think you got Mourinho and Butts. I know, I know. bringing that, his name up to you isn't the best idea. But mm. you know what you get with the Mourinho team. When he came in, you were like, he is a winner. You know what you get. His identity is win football games, however dirty you win them. And I think you, you do need that. Otherwise, we could be football managers and go... Because mm. I think yeah. identity is everything. I look at Arsenal, they haven't got one. And there's a reason why I'm Arteta out. Uh, that is, that I don't know what, what Arsenal are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think identity is one of the most important things a manager can put on a team. I appreciate the segue towards sticking it to Arsenal. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, no, the, re- the reason I thought about it is because I was reading an article about Newcastle. And if you look at the bottom half of the table, you can make an argument that everybody above West Brom has got an identity about Newcastle. Like, Brighton's got an identity. Yeah. Uh, Burnley's a great example. Like, Burnley fans are happy with that style because that they know every week they're going to get that style. Yeah. It's not going no, to waver. Um, and you go all the way through and you look in, like, I know exactly how those teams play, but Newcastle, for the last decade, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Are they a pressing team? Are they a counter-attack? Are they possession? Who knows? They've been all three in a shit level. Um, so, yeah, I, I used to think it's all about winning. Just win your games and everything else is fine. But nowadays, I don't think fans take take that anymore. So, so yeah, I agree. And I'm hoping Mourinho gets sacked and then we bring somebody in who's got a style and then we stick to that style for a while. Yeah, I'd say Newcastle and Arsenal, uh, now we mentioned them, are two teams, just no identity at all. Yeah. Um, you said uh, I I let Arteta have a few months to build one. He's still no closer. It's it's like he the feeling yeah. around Arsenal is he's just taken over. Mm, he's been there longer than a lot of other managers in the league now, and yeah. sh- show something. The West Ham game sums up his tenure. They're three 0 yeah. down half time, and then they three all. Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, two faces to him. So, yeah. Um, do you have any names for Spurs manager? Um, the one I keep hearing is is uh, Nagelsmann for Spurs. Yeah. I, I'd like the idea of that because, like we're saying, I think he would bring an identity. I don't really know what his style is, to be honest, because I don't 
I don't watch Premier League football, but yeah. to me it looks a bit sim- similar to Liverpool in counter you know, pre- press, counter yeah. press, all that you know, high energy, which you know is exciting to watch. Um, to us, I'm not really bothered about who comes in as long as they can as long stand as there. Mourinho. As long as it's not Mourinho, as long as they can they can stand there on the day they get appointed and go, this is exactly how I'm going to play. I'm not going to waver from this. I'm going to tinker it, you know, to a degree. But fundamentally, this is how we play. And we're going to sign players who fit this mould. And we're going to stick to it. Instead of going, I'm going to come here to win a trophy. And I'll do it by any way necessary. Yeah, I think that's the thing with Mourinho, is the signings just haven't quite matched. No. Because everyone knows how Mourinho's going to play. If it's that side of him, obviously Mourinho gives you that. But then the sign of Bale is the big one, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just it just didn't. I think I said it. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't yeah. make sense for Mourinho. Um, but yeah, we'll see. They got ten games to try and salvage something. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And on that note, we've gone however long without really talking about Spurs. That's good. Um, <laughs> and it seems like we've lost Rob, not in a bad way. He just dropped off the call. So, <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, got gotta to make that it clear. Could, it could be anything. It could be anything. But uh, yeah. Thanks for always, Rob's just text. He's got to go to the shop. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Everybody sleep easy. It's fine. He's going to the shop to get whatever he's getting. He'll let you know next week. Yeah. He's hosting, so you can tell us. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Rick. All the best. Pleasure. Ta-da.